you're listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast, hosted by Zach Bechtold and Matt Franks. If you'd like to learn more about the Bearded Theologians, you can go online at beardedtheologians.com, where we have past podcasts, blogs, and a couple items for sale. So check us out, beardedtheologians.com. Thank you for listening, and enjoy this week's show. You are listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast, hosted by Matt Franks and Zach Bechtold. So uh, this week on the podcast, as we bring our uh, Don't Put Discipleship in the Corner series to a close, um, we're going to talk a little bit about the praxis of it and what uh, could it look like and what it should look like, in essence, um, for you to be able to practice uh, a healthy discipleship way for you and maybe even your congregation if you're a pastor and leading a congregation or you're a lay leader and you're looking for something like that, uh, because we know that that's something people are looking for and um, Zach, as you think about that, what um, what are some practical ways of practicing uh, discipleship? Certainly. Well, and, I, and it, Matt, I think it's incredibly important, uh, and I'd be willing to say it's at least one of my biggest pet peeves in the church uh, or community or just life in general, that if we just talk about something, that's not enough, right? We, we have enough issues and hopes and dreams that we just talk about in this life and then we don't ever act on them. And I think discipleship's one of one of the big ones, especially in the church. Um, and last week we spent a lot of time deconstructing what discipleship processes are and, and things like that. And, and that conversation's well and good, but if we don't put it into practice, who cares, right? If we don't take anything that we do and talk about and are passionate about and actually move on it and, and practice it, um, it's just conversation. And, uh, and so for me, that's, you know, practicing what we preach is a big deal. Um, and, and I think first and foremost, at least for a long time, one of the ways that Matt and I have taken discipleship out of the corner and practiced it is this podcast. Uh, having the conversation, coming together in community and, and talking about things. Um, but for me and in, in, in my everyday life, it's, it's finding that rhythm, finding, um, finding the community that, that I fit into and, and, and feeds me and helps me pursue what it means to be, um, you know, to seek justice in my community, to have a voice and to speak out. Um, what it means to gather together and, and have deep conversations like this, either with, with Matt on the podcast or, uh, you know, my wife or church members or however. And, and that always, I don't know, it's, it's really fun being itinerant uh, sometimes because that looks different in every community you go to. And sometimes it's easier and more natural. And other times it's, it's hard. And I think that's the hard work of, of discipleship and taking it out of the corner and practicing it because it makes us put ourselves out there a little bit more, uh, no matter where we are, no matter what our situations are. And, and I think the thing that we fail in at the church, a lot of the times when it comes to discipleship is, is trying to recreate the things that used to work, um, and trying, and in our case today, going back to normal, uh, is typically the, uh, the phrase that we're using maybe a couple of years ago is, well, we've never done it that way. Right. <laughs> I think those, I think those phrases are, are married uh, in, in a, in a sense, but for me, it's just getting out there um, and we can talk about this all day long, but if we don't do anything with it, if we don't get out and practice it, if we don't, uh, you know, try something new or, or try something 
that, that we hope will uh, bring us closer to God in, in whatever way, um, in whatever way discipleship is for you. Uh, we're just warming pews at that point or chairs or <laughs> whatever the case may be. Well, and I think that that's the key is in churches, you do need some kind of system or some kind of platform or however you want to look at it. Um, I struggle with the word system because I don't like systems, but right. I think you do need a program or a system that brings, that walks people through some kind of journey that helps people discern where they're at in their faith and, you know, asking themselves, are they growing closer to God uh, in their faith? And if not, what do they need to do? What are, you know, what are some avenues and, you know, the, the means of grace are definitely a great space for that. Um, and when we practice the means of grace, we're practicing discipleship. Um, you know, and there's so much material out there. I mean, there's, I think that one of the things that Zach lifted up was, is you got to find it for your context, what will work for your context and that some programs will work and some programs won't, or you may have to hodgepodge it and have a hybrid system that would look good for your congregation, but really asking your congregation, you know, what do we want to do? How do we want to get people from point A to point B? How do we want people to grow in their life and faith? And you know, what does that look like and how can we do that? And that takes work. Like that's going to take, you know, I would say that takes a year just of nailing that down. Absolutely. And then once you get that down, moving forward to, um, you know, putting something to paper and in practice, so that way people will know when they come to your church the first time, how do they plug in? I mean, that was something I heard Saturday at a district meeting. They were talking about how to plug in to um, your leadership council. And I, you know, started thinking about, you know, how do we do that? How do we get people out there? um, to, uh, do that. And, you know, there's a lot of ways that we can, you know, point people to for different decisions or things. But then I started thinking about in the church, how do we, how do we point people to grow in their, you know, like what's the next step? So, so what you attended worship, like what's the next step for you? Um, so what you attended a mission study, like, or a mission group, what's next for you? So what you attended United Methodist Women, what are some next avenues for you? And I think having those avenues, allowing people to find their avenues that fits for them and their, who they are and where they are in their life and their faith and journey. I think that that's the best way of practicing it. But a lot of times churches don't even know those avenues themselves and that hard work and it's hard work. I'm not going to say it's easy. Uh, it takes a lot of people to put together a team to look at everything that you do in the church and ask yourself, you know, how's this drawing people to Christ? How can we connect people into those ministries? Um, and then, you know, um, being able to put that to paper. So that way when people join or come and want to be a part of your congregation, they can see here's some ways that you can, you know, I'll use, I'll use telecall as a good example. How can you connect, serve and grow? How can you, and, and what does that look like for you? Um, and I think that that's necessary. Now on the individual side, the personal side, you know, I think that that, um, the staying in love with God uh, thing uh, and the three simple rules of Methodism really helps you um, on your journey. Um, and ask yourself, what are you doing? How are you staying in love with God? You know, what does that look like? You know, um, and that will look different in different times and different spaces in your life and faith. But being willing to move out of your comfort zone uh, and grow. Um, and I loved how um, I heard it this morning in Bible study, uh, my men's Bible study, the man lifted up the people that were asleep and he wasn't saying physically asleep. He said the people who were asleep, who were not willing to grow in their faith and it would be great for them to wake up and grow. Um, and that kind of, you know, that definitely, um, hit me in like, ah, oh, that's such a great way of thinking about things. And, um, you know, I think 
how are you growing your faith? That's just really a great way to practice discipleship. Yeah, and, and it's taking ownership, right? Um, there, there is a communal aspect of it where worship and small groups and things like that play a part into it. Um, but at what point, at what point do we say, uh, or move away from feed me to I can feed myself, right? It's that spiritual maturity in, in having the both and having the communal aspect of discipleship and how we, uh, connect and, and grow with one another, but it's also taking the ownership of our faith and the responsibility for us to be like, you know what? here's the things I'm going to do. And here's where uh, this bigger community community piece is leading me individually or how the individual practice of uh, uh, discipleship, the means of grace, um, the things that we do individually push us into community, right? I, there's a very much a, a give and take there, but I don't think you can have one or the other being mature in our, our discipleship as a church and as individuals takes all of it. And if, if we're so siloed, if we're so individually focused, uh, whether that's individually focused as a community or as an individual, we lose a major piece in that discipleship in being able to listen and grow and, and hear the Holy Spirit working throughout it all because we're just focused on us and our preferences uh, rather than the purpose of what discipleship is. And that's bringing us closer to God and closer to our neighbor and closer to ourselves. And so, I mean, it's, this is a super vague episode on what it means to practice discipleship, right? I don't know that we've ever given uh, or set out on this podcast to give you the answers, uh, but just to be vague enough to say, what is it for you? And I think that's a big piece of discipleship. What is it for you? What is it in your context? Um, how can you do that in your community? How is it not happening in your community or individually in your own life? And do you find yourself hitting your head up against the wall because what somebody else is doing isn't working uh, for you and you're not feeling it, but yet find yourself discouraged because what is it? And, and I think that's a faithful place to be in that wander to say, well, that didn't work. What's next? What's the next piece? Well, and I think that that's where maybe moving away from it being an individual thing of what am I getting out of it? Mm -hmm. but how I'm, how am I experiencing God's love in what I'm doing? Mm -hmm. Um, so then it doesn't become consumeristic and we become that, what some in the church have become, well, I didn't like that sermon. So I'm going to leave, you know, that right. they're not providing for me, but, um, that idea of love and mm -hmm. how do we practice love? You know, how well are you doing it? Like, are you doing it? And, um, you know, I think that that's the first step of acknowledgement is like, are you living in love? Mm -hmm. um, are you doing good? Are you doing no harm? Are you doing all you can to stay in love with God, attending the ordinances of God? You know, like, are you worshiping? Are you working in justice ministries? Are, you know, and that looks different for everybody. I don't think not everybody has to go on a mission trip to right. um, build wells, but you can help fund that. You can pray for those people. You can, you know, there's so many ways of doing that, that, that it's, um, you know, it's vital towards, you know, our faith that like it needs, it takes everybody. And I preached about this on Sunday, talking about Paul's letter, um, first Corinthians 12, uh, 27, where, you know, he says we were parts of the body and parts of each other. Mm -hmm. Um, and I changed it instead of saying you, I said, we, cause I really want us to take that Royal, we and move from it being about me to about we. And I, and I think that that's what discipleship should do is moving right. from me to we. Right. And I sent you that quote yesterday 
um, from Stephen Harper in the uh, Five Marks of Methodism, that the first mark of discipleship isn't a call to increase our love, but to receive God's love. And I think that it's hard for us to move forward in our faith until we receive God's love. And then once we receive it, then we want to share it. Um, well, and I think that that's, to me, the first logical step. Right. Well, leaning into discipleship and what discipleship is, is moving away from something that's passive into something that's active. Right. Right. And I think for far too long, um, we have taught or just embodied in the church, a passive discipleship, come here, sit here, be here, consume this. Right. Uh, and then get really frustrated when people aren't active, <laughs> when people don't live into it. And it's our own fault as pastors, because uh, we've allowed that to go on. But and that's so, the way that we were trained too. So I, that's what I'm saying. It, it's a, it's a systemic issue, right? And, and it's the matter of how do we reframe discipleship and taking ownership of our faith and in the journey that we're on and move it from a passive thing to an active thing. Um, because that's, that's what the Holy Spirit does, right? The Holy Spirit calls us to join the spirit and the activity going on. And like I said, we touched on last week of, um, you know, the passive, the passive aggressive comment of join us, Holy Spirit, right? No, 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 no. This is an active thing. We're to go and be active with the spirit. And so to me, I, I think that's what it all leans on. If we're going to take discipleship out of the corner, we move, we move, <laughs> we right. do something, right? right? We become active in that love rather than just trying to hoard all the love that we can for ourselves and not share it. Well, and I always believe that if you're not doing anything out of your faith, you're not really living the faith that we're called to live. Mm -hmm. um, I know that's not very faith oriented, having faith in, but faith mm -hmm. in means also faith out, right. that you live out your faith. It's not about consuming. We have made it about consuming far too long, and that, uh, that just hasn't done what it was supposed to do. Um, and I think that that's the, that's what we need to be doing. Like we need to be moving out instead of be moving in, um, and looking inward. I think far too often we look inward and when we should be trying to look outward and it's a good place to land for today. Mm -hmm. um, as we think, you know, we want to encourage you can keep wrestling with this. This isn't something, you know, we, we acknowledge that we don't have it all down. You know, we're still processing. We're still trying to learn how to do this. Um, we don't have all the answers on this. Um, there isn't one way to do this. Um, we'd encourage you to resource yourself. There's a lot of great resources out there on how to do it. Um, encourage you to um, study it and find a path for your congregation that people can follow that can really make a difference in their lives and their journey with faith. And if you do that, I think in the end, you'll find a fruit out of that. Mm. I think so too. Um... Yeah, find those places where you can stop talking about it and become active in it, right? So with that in mind, uh, we'd encourage you to be active and uh, like us and share us on uh, on all the social medias, but then also on um, uh, wherever you listen to the podcast. Please, um, you know, give us the thumbs up or the stars and um, share a little bit of word about us because that helps get um, us out there a little bit more. Uh, you can check out all of our great content and past episodes at beardedtheologians.com and um, check out all the great content that we have there. And so for the Bearded Theologians, I'm Matt Franks. I'm Zach Bechtold. Thanks for checking us out. I want you to subscribe.
and like this video and put that thumbs push that thumbs up. Thank you for listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share on all social media outlets. You can check out old episodes and more information at beardedtheologians.com. Thanks for checking us out.